And it's sort of like... <laughs> Go for uh, it. Yeah, I'll just drop a link in that Simon Dixon did on a broadcast today about, you know, uh, about an emergency broadcast about what's going down on the in the crypto markets. But he covers a lot of points in there about the debt Ponzi scheme and, you know, and, and what is sound assets to build off and and how you can, you know, use some leverage to or to invest, you know. So there's a lot to be learned. And I've got to do this journey with my daughter now. She's 14. And, and so I'm going yeah. to work out, is, am I going to take her on the barefoot investor book path or am I going to do a Simon Dixon retirement plan B path? Or It's quite interesting. So I've got to, got to think about it. I, well, I'm, I think, one yeah. the, I'm one of the students, one of the learners here. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah, well, we all are exactly right. Um, I think the yeah, the key key point with that is particularly with like the the crypto markets. Oh, I think we need to keep hammering this point home to people. Is yeah, there, there's a lot of cool stuff being built, a lot of fun things being built, um, and interesting, like whatever, like it's great, like uh, and I'm all for people building things, but it's not sound money. So the the and even even like yesterday was my uh, conversation with the the. DJ, like we, he he was like, oh yeah, I saw it. I, I bought some Ethereum because somebody said to me it was good. Like not much, but I was just watching it and I went down in, in value. I'm like, yeah, cool. So it's like Ethereum's interesting, and it's like this network um, that's quite centralized actually, but it's it sort of mimics all the things of of the BTC network, but it's not sound money. It's not an investment, um, and I I I don't think any of the the cryptos or altcoins are investments really i think they're in terms of like funding projects cool if you've got extra money you want to throw at something because you think a project's cool and you're like i want to transfer energy to that project um like uh like you know for example handshake i think it's still a great project cool i'm happy to do that but to recommend it as investment to anybody, I I don't think we can do that. I think it has to be a BTC standard, um, particularly now, like more more so now than ever. So the next couple of years are going to be pretty rough for people across the board with hyperinflation and people aren't prepared for it. So I think if we can just hammer that point home, like, yeah, there's all these cool things, um, go for it, like, you know, play around with them, but they're not investments and they're not going to, sort of save you at the end of the day um anyway rant over it's really good Karen. this is really uh, i guess it was probably i was driving over here today going uh what is the spill of bitcoin about and yeah. we go okay well we've got bitcoin and we've got these projects and things but then it comes back to what is money and you know it really hammered home today for I don't know, just for some reason today, maybe the, the blood moon last night, you know, it was like, well, <laughs> we woke up, the crypto markets are imploding. I think everything else is already, it's is just imploding in the background where this is just a little thing, but yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah well, there's an interesting with, um, uh, was it Preston Fish? No, 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 it was the same podcast I was into before um, with Parker Lewis. And he was saying the... Um, it's it's knowledge based so like the well we're on the right path i think with the score of bitcoin it's just there's so many avenues to disseminate knowledge and it's hard to do that like you know 10 plus years of knowledge to give to somebody as quickly as you can like it's really difficult but 
he was saying like the markets now so you see like crypto markets well everything tanking across the board right like even tesla stocks everything um and that's because of of inflation like people have to sell to be able to buy stuff um but the knowledge base of people like hodlers right in the btc market uh basically like there's only 21 million of like the the cap so the people that have that knowledge are basically buying it off people at the moment for really really cheap um just because they haven't got the knowledge like they haven't got the understanding of why it's important and why this thing's going to help not just them but help everybody else so I think you see a lot of like whales buying up everything now cheap which kind of sucks <laughs> yeah it does but, kind of but at the same time it's a lesson in learning as well i think for the people yeah, who yeah. do sell that lesson yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right and we you know if we really get back to what is the school of bitcoin all about it well it's not designed to give investment advice it's really yes. just a deeper understanding of what is money what is money? yeah that's it financial literacy yeah, yeah. financial literacy and um, and if you haven't got any understanding of it, well, hey, it's very hard to make decisions that are going to pay off for you in the very best of ways in the future. That's right. That's right. Well, the the the, the thing that um, has really excited me recently is I've had a, a bunch of meetings with um, one of one of my colleagues from Amber is building a project called um, Open Course. Uh-huh. And uh, I was running a, a lecture through this, and I think this is probably the way we go with the score Bitcoin um, for the future. So like, you know how we were looking at the marketplace of ideas and sort of ranking them and all that sort of thing. Um, with OpenSea, based, uh, with uh, OpenCore, sorry, not OpenSea, not the... Yeah, we'll stay away from <laughs> Stay away from the OpenCore. Um, That's closed C actually, not OpenSea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, with the open course, um, it's essentially a like Spotify for education. So the idea is all four of us could create uh, our own curated learning journeys through them that are rated and potentially even with like lightning, um, lightning tipping like baked into it. But essentially, we can we can build our own learning journeys for other people to to follow specifically with their hardware so like for for um for um say electra she can have all her accounting stuff put in there and she can update it as she goes and other people can follow that learning journey so it's all these MOOCs aggregated together and it's like what what lesson plans what MOOCs what's important to what i think you should learn and this is a course and other people can read it so i could do one on say security tigs you could do one on on lightning and nodes and you can have that curated by yourself and then other people rate that back and forth. So I really think um, sort of long-term that's the direction we should go. So obviously like the tutoring aspect and all that sort of thing, we could probably bake into that as well, but he's, he's come a long way with the the development for it. So I think if we can, um, yeah, we need to support that, that project, however we can sort of do it. I think he's um, I think, once Electra comes back from El Salvador, um, we should have like a, a meeting with Andy and um, he needs funding for it. That's the only thing. So I think if we can figure out a way, even maybe a grant or something application, but he's got like most of it built out. It's just like these last few pieces 
to be able to actually like utilize it so we can jump in and and start um, curating our own stuff. And I think that would be an awesome way to, to build out the school of Bitcoin specifically on that. Um, well, Sam, that was interesting questions because it's, it's a bit about this now. We've got, um, we've got a community, we've got some ideas, but then how to turn it into something which, you know, each person in a way has to be able to, or may, you know, likely somewhere has to monetize it in yep. some way. Yep. Um, how do you do that? So individual projects that that becomes your really your own individual project it's actually you can go and if you're in that course and you've got your own curated program you can grow yep. your community out of that that's right um, but you don't have to go to the, the the whole um setup of setting up your own course is that what you're sort of saying exactly exactly right so there's so much content already out there it's basically aggregating all that together so that sounds good Oh, it's so cool. Such a cool, cool If concept. you don't have to build out, it's a bit like going to Gamma and building your own NFTs, but somebody's already done all the code. Yes. Sure, you can go and spend, um, you know, half a million dollars setting up with all your own devs and all your own marketplaces and that, but it's just not viable. Yep, exactly right. Or your own university. So this is like, it's a completely decentralized mm. way of thinking about the education piece i think the the software is obviously still web 2 but it doesn't really need to be web web 3 i don't think um but integration for lightning i think would be awesome so like the um having a chat with some devs the other day with um electra apparently that part's not that hard so i reckon if we can get open course to a like a certain point where we can actually start curating our own lists of content and can you then drop that post again can you yeah. drop that link again for us Sure thing. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I was in. Uh, there's a group called um, uh, the Sisterhood on Twitter, and um, you know what I'm seeing around there is a lot of communities are creating. They've got their own communities, but they've got their own like gated um, content. So you know, you you buy your NFT, and then you've got access to all of their learning materials and all of their things. You know, yeah. um, so. Yeah, really, but I'd imagine they spent a you know a truckload building that that back end out, you know, the learning system, just like right. we are. It's yeah. like everyone's got to go and throw fifty thousand at a learning system just to get started. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, like that, and that's the thing, like with the the learning management systems, like they're quite expensive to purchase or build or whatever you want to do. Um, like Canvas is probably one of the the best. Um, learning tools out there like for building courses but in terms of in terms of the way people learn learning management systems don't really achieve what they set out to do right like it's not how people learn i think um matt riddle i, I like that comment because i don't really like going and using them it nobody does really nobody does moodle's, moodle's horrible they're all I, like, I i enroll in them all and i and and i do don't even start yeah yeah, it's crazy. It's great because it's not the way people learn. I think um, Matt Riddle, my, my co-founder from uh, Rocket Shoes, he used to use the term uh, learning relationship systems rather than learning management systems. So connecting people to learning and learners rather than here's a bunch of stuff you have to do. <laughs> like Nobody likes to learn like that. It's silly. Yeah, you so, learn more going onto a Twitter space or a LinkedIn space yeah. or, or a mm. podcast like this, you know, or a podcast than you do in doing a whole course. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but right. then if you want to narrow it down and go, okay, I want the expertise, well, you've got to get in work. Well, here's, here's then, the then that's like a workshop that you're doing. Okay, I'm going to achieve this outcome. 
that's how I'm sort of learning in this space. Precisely. So, so that's what open course, um, as far as my understanding, that's the way it works. So I know. Okay. Interactivity is really important. Otherwise, when you're just going on your own way, um, you're very limited in what you can do. It's when you can bounce your ideas or share ideas with others or hear their ideas and discuss them openly. That's when the real learning happens. That's right. That's right. This could be cool. Is he? Um, is it somewhat an open source type, decentralized type project? What's the go with it? No, nah, it's not. It's not, unfortunately. Um, that's that's the one thing. So that's all I was saying. We could probably apply to Stacks um, for a grant to sort of finish it off. But I think I think Andy would be open to doing something like that. It's just kind of where he's at with it now. He's sunk a lot of his own money into it, and um, it's it's kind of at a at a point where. Yeah, it's it's like nearly finished. It's just it needs devs and kind of funds to to finish it off. Yeah, to get to get the community on board, particularly the Web three community. I mean, a lot aren't concerned about being like, well, it's not about I don't know about being open source necessarily, but being you know not corruptible. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, for for stacks grants, it has to be open source. That's um, correct. So that's that's the one thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. This I, is a, because I'll just drop the, the sisterhood one there, for example. If there was a platform that they could all come into and use, I, I think there'd be a huge, you know, content demand. But can they gate each course with their own NFT or something? Uh, well, that, that was the, the guys we were talking to the other day um, talking about that. But no, so, so the, with, um, with OpenCourse, it's literally not, not creating stuff and it's not... Um, there's no sort of gatekeeper. So the idea is you're, you're importing learning tools from all over the internet. So like, for example, for, for, for me, say like I'll, I'll pull in um, stuff from GitHub, pull in stuff from like all the learning materials for Lightning Network that I've come across. I've got like a, a, a treasure trove that we've kind of like tried to put into a resources on, on um, Gitbook, but it's kind of hard to follow. Whereas there's so many um, tools out there that people can like learn from. There's a bunch of courses on Udemy and um, like these open courses as well that you can pull in, create a list, people rate that list and then give you feedback on it. And you can edit that as you go and people can uprank it. So if you're the, like the expert for whatever field it is, so say take accounting, for example. Um, so accountants on chain would have, like their own curated list. So Electra would have her own curated list on here and then they can potentially fund that through. So fund her specifically through this platform sort of doing that. So I think the web three part would be the funding aspect. That's, that's how I sort of envision it anyway. Um, and then for the school of Bitcoin, we could have all of us doing our individual things for financial literacy. Um, Cause there's so, so many different aspects that we can sort of build out and then, you as an educator get um, yeah, funded funded through that sort of thing. So pretty cool, pretty cool concept. And I think it's, yeah, it's so far. I haven't got access to the, the back-end beta to show you, but he was running me through it. It's pretty, pretty Sounds cool. Sounds good. Well, Kieran, I was just thinking um, this week about Stacks and going forward, like in our Stacks community, taking a lead out of the, um, the Nigerian Stacks community um, to have some projects that would qualify for some funding from Stack. Um, moving into our, in the Stacks Australia Discord is actually having our projects. So if, you know, we've got the School of Bitcoin in there so that we can attract 
I guess it's only the stacks part of the school of Bitcoin. Yep. Yeah. Um, but to, to develop that around there, because obviously there's other things, Lightning Network and different things like that. Well, hundred percent. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Gordon, but yeah, going to open course. That's exactly what we could do. So we can have stacks. So like all the the stacks learning materials that we have, like we can have Gordon's expertise of like what stacks is and what it like all these tools that you can have and pushed out. So yeah, I think I think that's that's if we can do that. And like in my my thinking, if we could open source even a portion of that, that would be worth funding i think through through Absolutely. stacks as well so like a a curation yep. tool but so yes. let's work out i think bring school bitcoin in as a project so in our discord have some projects that we're working on because we've got to get some projects going in australia mm-hmm. and so there'd be um school of bitcoin it may just be that if it's open source then seeing if he wants to if if stacks will apply and then if he's in the community there then it can start to get contributions Yep. start to get usage, start to get, and, you know, because to get your grants, I think you have to build a bit of a roadmap. You have to build relationships. You have to get people on board that you're doing something good for Stacked. Yes. Uh, yeah. Before they'll fund. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that, that was the, the learning management system um, concept as well, which, I mean, um, we, we met with the guys from, uh, what was the group? Developers the other day, and I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. The one with uh, Electrum? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. So they're building, um, it's basically a Web2 LMS um, that's the, they can whitelist for us. Um, he said potentially they could fork it and um, open source that. So we have like an open source um, LMS that we could, uh, 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 where am I? Just having a look at the, was it James? Yeah, it was one of my questions about what that LMS would look like um, because if it just becomes another one of the, you know, a course there and not many people use and you're competing against Coursera and a bunch of others. Uh, sorry, like, um, sorry. Um, uh, what's that one? Oh, Code oh, Academy and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know, that's right. That, that, that's, that's my thing as well. So we're building something else that's like... It's it's just another system that you know people don't necessarily want to sign up to, and even if it has like a Web three login um, or NFT login, I don't think people are going to care enough yeah. to to move off like the other systems. Whereas OpenCourse is like ingesting all of them into um, yeah curated lists and making it palatable for people to to navigate through. So I think that's kind of the way forward. But I, it comes back to like the the open source. Um, yeah. Aspect of it so important, yeah. Some some courses that um, I've really um, seen the value of is some um, developed by Project Zero, and they're they're usually about a thirteen week course. It's you do pay for it, but um, I think it's very good value. I think because it's what the participants don't participate as individuals. It's usually a small group of teachers from a school, and in a course. Um, there can be uh, maybe eight or ten different schools from different countries all um, doing the same course together. And in each school, they might meet, they'll often meet as a team, <laughs> those doing the course, and share what they're learning from it. And um, in each session, there's usually a, a, set, a session, every, a lesson every fortnight, something like that. And um, there's some reading material in it. There's some exercises, activities to do. 
and this constant and I was very honored that I was a instructor and a coach for some of the courses and the interaction you have with the participants and that the participants have with each other as they share what they're doing in their own school or in their own classroom is, is really um, a rich learning experience. Is that Project Zero from Harvard? Is that yes. the one? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And re really um, very worthwhile. I think they've been very worthwhile courses. And I'm sure, look, they've evolved with COVID and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see this is the thing, type of thing with... For so many people. <laughs> This is the type of thing with um, open course that we could probably like. You could curate some really cool stuff, I reckon, Karen. Um, and it doesn't have to be like official courses from universities or anything. It can be just learning materials as well as MOOCs, as well as a, a program like this. Like it's 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 open to everything basically. Hence, yeah, I, no, with <laughs> activities about understanding. Well, what is financial? So why do I should I learn it? And you know, just really opening up the discussion about why is it important why does it matter to me or should it matter to me yeah <laughs> that's really the basis of embarking on something like this unless you've been directed to beforehand or you know there are so many questions about it isn't that something your parents do for you or you whatever <laughs> yeah 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 and it's really getting people to understand that it's actually their responsibility too that's and right and from a very young age, children talk about, but that's not fair. <laughs> and um, getting an understanding from a young age that we all have to take responsibility for some things, whether it's our own toys or our own. <laughs> and I know with children's rights, some of the discussions children have had about respect, showing respect is when you borrow someone else's toy, you give it back in just as good a condition as when you got borrowed it. <laughs> you know? And you know, just concepts like that. Are really good leading to things. Okay. Speaking speaking of that, Karen, um, when I came back from um, my trip up up north, there was a there was a package waiting at the front door, a mysterious box. I'm like, oh, what is this? So it's a birthday present. Open it up, and it's a it's a new uh, Nike hoodie. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Like, who who bought this? Open up the card, and it's from uh, Mahin and Soraya. I'm like, oh my god, that's so nice. That's it's one of the one of the students from from Marana Park. Um and uh yeah, emailed them I was like, oh my god, thank you so much. It was, it's amazing. Like you made my day, sort of thing. Maheen bought it herself with her yep. first um paycheck from her first like website that she built. She's like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. awesome. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah, it made my day even more. It was amazing. Oh, that's fabulous. That's fabulous. Yeah. Good on it. Good on so, it. so cool. And that's the joy of learning with purpose. <laughs> that's right. Exactly right. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make time to catch up with them, Karen and and Ray. Oh, I spoke spoke to Ray as well. He's do, he's doing well. Yeah, had a, had a good chat with him when I was up there. So it was nice. Um, to switch gears a little bit, guys, I wanted to. So I've got a um, I'll just share this screen. So I've got a. On what day is it? On Thursday, an assessment for my course. So I'm going through. Just wanted to run through this with you and see if it makes sense. So I had to pick a unit of competency. So this is for my TAE uh, uh, teaching cert. Um, so for for mine, I've picked uh, implement secure encryption technologies specifically, so we can look at asymmetric encryption. 
Um, and I think basically what, what I want to do is um, I, have to, I have to run it on um, Thursday and then again next week with a, a, a class in, in Frankston. So I just wanted to make, just uh, make sure this makes sense to you guys. And then, um, yeah, it should be sort of good. Oh, yeah, we got to go through this sort of stuff. So your um, student services and all that sort of thing. So what I'm getting everyone to do, actually, if you guys could do this on your computers now, if you if you can be bothered, but if not, don't worry about it. Or even if you've got your phone with you, you can scan that QR code. Um, I've put up on my website just all the tools that we need for, for the day. So I thought oh, I'd make it sort of easy for everyone to just get into um, like what they need and, and sort of what's there. Um, so I'm going to go, all right, everyone, so use your learning tools. You can scan that or jump on a computer and, and type that in. Um, so I'll give you guys a second to do that if you can be bothered. If not, don't worry. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, mate. Looks cool. cool. Um, learn a survey. So we've got three key concepts for the day. Uh, pardon the pun. So at the end of this session, you'll know, hopefully know, what a private key is what a public key is and what a transaction hash is. And there's three similar but um, different looking numbers and letters there. So they're, um, we'll get into what they are. So actually, do I need to share? I don't think I shared audio. One second, share. Share something. All right, so this, I found this video, it's quite good and it runs through asymmetric encryption. Encryption is the process of taking a message. Can you guys hear that okay? Yep. Yeah. And scramble. Encryption is the process of taking a message and scrambling its contents so that only certain people can look at your message. There are two types of encryption, symmetric and asymmetric encryption. Let's first take a look at symmetric encryption to understand why asymmetric encryption was created. To do that, let me introduce you to Alice and Bob. Alice has a sensitive document that she wants to share with Bob. She uses an encryption program to protect her document with a password or passphrase that she chooses. She then sends the encrypted document to Bob However, Bob cannot open this message because he doesn't know the passphrase that Alice used to encrypt the document. In other words, he doesn't have the key to open the lock. Now comes a real problem. How does Alice share this passphrase securely with Bob? Sending it through email is risky because others might find the passphrase and use it to decrypt any messages between Alice and Bob. This is exactly the kind of problem that asymmetric encryption intends to solve. It is comparable to a mailbox on the street. The mailbox is exposed to anyone who knows its location. We can say that the location of the mailbox is completely public. Anyone who knows the address can go to the mailbox and drop in a letter. However, only the owner of the mailbox has a key to open it up and read the messages. So let's now go back to technical details. When using asymmetric encryption, both Alice and Bob have to generate a key pair on their computers. A popular and secure way for doing this is by using the RSA algorithm. This algorithm will generate a public and private key that are mathematically linked to each other. 
Public keys can be used to encrypt data and only the matching private key can be used to decrypt it. Even though the keys are linked together, they cannot be derived from each other. In other words, if you know someone's public key, you cannot derive his private key. If we retake our mailbox example, then the mailbox's address would be the public key, something that everyone is allowed to know. The owner of the mailbox is the only one who has the private key and that is needed to open up the mailbox. Let's now take a look at how Alice and Bob can use asymmetric encryption to communicate securely with each other. They start by exchanging their public keys. Bob gives his public key to Alice and Alice gives her public key to Bob. Now Alice can send her sensitive document again. She takes the document and encrypts it with Bob's public key. She then sends the file to Bob, who uses his private key to unlock the document and read it. Because they use asymmetric encryption, only Bob is able to decrypt the message. Not even Alice can decrypt it because she doesn't have Bob's private key. The strength and security of the asymmetric encryption now relies on Alice and Bob to keep their private keys well protected. If an attacker steals Alice's private key, it can be used to decrypt all messages that are intended for Alice. However, the attacker cannot decrypt messages that were sent by Alice because that requires Bob's private key. Asymmetric encryption is used in a lot of places where security really matters. You might not be aware of it, but every time you visit a secure website via HTTPS, you're actually using asymmetric encryption. It's also being used to securely send emails with the PGP protocol. And one last example, Bitcoin also uses asymmetric encryption to make sure that only the owner of a money wallet can withdraw or transfer money from it. So now you know how asymmetric encryption works and what the differences are between asymmetric and symmetric encryption. So yeah, to reiterate on those uh, points about the private and public key. So a uh, private key is a secret number that is used in cryptography similar to a password. In cryptocurrency, private keys are also used to sign transactions. A public key allows you to receive cryptocurrency transactions. It's a cryptographic code that, that's paired to a private key. Um, so obviously in that guy's example in the video, uh, there's a number of things, but we're going to be looking at Bitcoin specifically today to learn about asymmetric encryption. So if everyone can on your computers, just jump into bitamp.com, so wallet.bitamp.com. I've actually put all the links on my website. So if you have my face up there, you can click on that and actually create a, um, a wallet. And it's quite simple to do. So I'm going to bring it up and I'll create one here. So... Can you guys see that okay? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So what we're going to do um, is yeah, create an account. And you can do one of two things. So you can actually do, today we're just going to do a private key. But you can actually do a 12-word seed as well, um, which is a bit more uh, complicated. And um, there's a lot of learning that goes along with that. So to keep it simple today, we're just going to do a private key. So that's an example of a private key there, right? So that's something we want to keep private. So in the real world, you wouldn't put this out on, <laughs> on a live stream <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> um, 
but for this example, it's we, we kind of need to see what that is. So to create your account, you copy that. Karen, can I just ask a question there? So sure thing. Just showing that on the internet there, because it's on the internet. Yep. And like, say on mine, you can't see it on my screen. Yep. But I can see automatically I clicked on that side and gave me a seed word. Does that mean then I'm exposed because I did it on the internet? Uh, yes, yes, to a degree, definitely. You would only use Tor um, if you can, and a VPN yeah. as well. And if you can, use air-gapped hardware in a definitely. sense as well. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. No, no, technology that's, that's a great question. Great question, Gordon. Um, but I, th I think uh, just, just to reiterate why we're using a bit amp, I think it's a great learning tool. It's for people that have never like used cryptocurrency before. So like you can jump in, create a wallet, you can see what a private key is and it's disposable, right? So you think of this as like a disposable wallet just for learning. Okay. Um, it is it is open source though. So that's that's the that's a really cool thing. So if you did have a really secure internet connection, um yeah, this is a it's a great tool, great tool for learning. And they're looking at implementing lightning as well. Um, mm. like as part of it. So yeah, super, super cool. So now, so yeah, you copy your private key down, um, paste it. I've written it down. So it'll pretend we've written it somewhere. Um, and then cool you've sign. got your address. So you'll see here, there's a different number here. So the, the number that we had before, which was that, that long string of letters and, and numbers was longer than this one. This is your, your, public key so this is the one you want to give to everybody so today what we're going to do is um if you can go back to my website and bring up um padlet so padlet's a really cool tool that we can actually paste um all sorts of stuff in put notes whatever um that's up on our website as well so if you go go to katynolan.com you can actually click on padlet it'll take you to this page here um yeah. which is that doge up in the corner there <laughs> just back um, to the other one there we've done that and we've got a wallet there then is that a browser wallet is that some sort of browser wallet yep absolutely so it's not really safe it's a hot wallet essentially it's okay. a hot wallet yeah that's yeah, interesting exactly. cool. it's super super cool so i was gonna i was actually gonna run Sorry, this, this with, that was i was gonna run this with dogecoin which what i used to do so using doge chain um and then I was like, I came came across Bitamp. It's not. It's like only been around for like a year or so, and still in development. I've actually, you can donate to these guys. I reckon they deserve it. Um, but yeah, basically, I came across this. And I'm like, oh my god. Well, I'll just do everything on chain, like May as well, because it's like Doge is great, but like the the learning you get from actually using BTC, I think you can't you can't beat. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so back, so yeah. Back to Padlet. Yeah, back to Padlet. So if we go. Um, here, so we have the, the two addresses, right? So the, the, the private key, and this is the, the public key. This is the one that we want to share. Now, every time I've ever done this with uh, a group of people, it's, I actually ran it up in, um, in Sydney using Dogecoin, similar, similar um, run through with uh, a masterclass, like a blockchain masterclass for Ed, uh, Edutech. And everybody got it wrong. <laughs> I think actually, no, there was two, there's two, two, you know, that there's, um, there's nuns from, um, from Spain, Karen, and they travel around. Yes, yes, yeah. They're, they're, they're Catholic. They're so cool. 
they were the only two in my group that got it right. <laughs> Everyone else got it wrong. But, so um, how do you transfer your bit amp wallet to your Padlet? Uh, it's, it's over here. Okay, so what we're going to do, so Padlet is just a, a tool for, for pasting stuff, um, so making notes. So basically what we want to do, going back to here, is we want to put your name and student ID. So for today's example, you can just make up a student ID. And then your public key from your wallet.bitamp.com. So, for example, I'll make a new one. So, I'll say scan this thing. Kieran, blah, blah, blah. Here's my public key. My face is in the way. (laughs) And then publish. So, this is what I've done earlier. And it's, I've actually got a, a transaction hash related to that as well, which we're going to get into. Um, but yeah, so if we can, if everyone can just paste your, so do, do a new post. So bottom left-hand corner, you click on post, put your name and then your public address. And I'll see it in real time here if you guys want to do it. Is this in Bitamp? In in um, in Padlet. There you go. Got to download Padlet? Mm-mm. No, it's just a website. Yeah, website. Click on the plus in the bottom right, Gordon, on the Padlet website, and you can just add stuff, uh, kind of like a big, I don't know, I guess, like a message board. Yeah, message board. That's a good way to describe it. And I'll put it in the chat if you need to jump into that. A plus on the bottom right. Yeah, it should be like a little, if you look on, on my screen, it's got like a little... Um, oh, sure. Sorry. Thing down there. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Did you give it a crack, Karen? I'm trying to, but you know me, I'm useless with technology. <laughs> That's all right. We'll guide you through it. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe we should share your share your screen. We can we can do it with you. Um. That's awesome. Oh, well, we got got one, and someone else is writing something. I think it's good. Ah, uh, this is a cool. I'm what, what do we put there? Very the, cool. the public key. Uh, yes, the Bitcoin public key that you got given on. Um, now, what what everybody does yeah. is they all post the private keys. <laughs> oh, no. It's amazing. <laughs> A big board of private keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. No, uh, Gordon did the right one as well. Awesome. So then what we can do with them is I can actually send you guys BTC through that. Now, oh, because wow, it's not, cause this is on chain, um, it, it takes up to 10 minutes or whatever, and I've only got like... 15 minutes to actually run the the class i think on thursday so i won't do that because it was basically going to go through transaction hashes as well but no wonder you want lightning happening with it mate (laughs) so this is cool so you can you can um this is a cool little um board which you can if you're trying to collect a heap of private uh, public public addresses bingo so when you when, when you're doing a um this is very cool i love this so when you're doing an NFT and you want to do an airdrop, you've got to get everyone to drop their 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 address. That's brilliant. Yeah. So you can put it so you can put it in the spreadsheet. We were That's like right. shifting around between a Google Doc and here, there, and everyone posting it into Zoom links. This is this is awesome. Padlet, Padlet all the way. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. So did you ah, open Padlet. a Padlet account there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 used it for, for years. It's it's such a cool tool, brilliant. particularly with a group of like kids like it's it's just easy for them to post stuff up the only thing is you could even do like birthday messages and stuff like that i mean everything everything but the only thing is if you get a group of like 
um, kids that want to mess with each other, they'll like edit. The oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would give you a nightmare. It adds to the fun. Really. <laughs> True. Oh, can I edit someone else's comment? Uh, I think you can. Yeah, or maybe Alan can. There's certain oh, ones. You so there's not administrative like privileges in that, or um, from oh, I remember doing ones and there was like people just messing with each other. <laughs> But anyway, or, or doing comments. No, it's comment. You can comment on each other. So they'll just oh, right, right, right. anonymous crazy stuff. But anyway, um, hopefully everyone's mature enough on Thursday not to do that. Um, so anyway, so we've got everyone's public address. So that, I'm guessing that's probably going to take, you know, a bit of time to run through that. And then what I wanted to do for the transaction hashes is actually look at them on, on BitBonkers. So like while everyone's going through figuring out how to post their public keys, Bring this up. Love it. All right. So these are the transactions uh, on the Bitcoin network in real time. And there's there's public addresses you have. Each one of these has a public address and obviously a private key as well. And if we bring up whatever this one is, G's3 BTC, it's a big transaction. Um, I haven't haven't seen this one before in the visualizations. I... I yeah, had a cool. site the other day when I did a the session uh, for the Bundy camp and visualization, but this one's super cool. It's cool. It's really cool. And it's got, um, yeah, uh, the only annoying thing is like stuff falls off the edge, but I guess whatever. Um, oh, look at that one. Whoa, 164 BTC. Jesus. Um, <laughs> So if you look at the top there, we've got this thing called a transaction hash. So if you remember back to the start, there was there's three points I wanted to make clear. Private key, public key, transaction hash. This is a transaction hash between two. Whoa, look at that one. Whoa, fit photo. Whoa, 1,000 thousand BTC. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, this is a transaction hash between two public keys. Right. So remember when Alice and Bob were doing the messages between each right. other? This yep. is the encrypted message between them. And they're decrypting it on each end with their private keys that you guys have all kept private, hopefully. We'll see in a second when we go back to here. Yay, everyone did it right. Cool, cool, cool. I'm guessing on Thursday there'll be people just putting their public keys in, but all good. Do you want me so, to share well, my screen, mate? I've got another visualizer actually that I'm not sure if you've seen. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i uh, just do it quick. Um, where is it? Check, right, check it in the here. chat. Is it? I think you can see it. Dump, dump it in the chat and I'll bring it up. Oh, sure. It's called, um, I'm running it off the node actually, but it's called BitFeed. I'm oh, sure yeah, BitFeed's cool. I'm sure that's... Um, there, was a, there was a really cool one in, um, in VR that you could bring up. Uh, it was called Bitcoin VR. Ah, oh yes I, I have seen that actually it was amazing so you could bring up um i, I think it, the project might be dead but you could bring up like this world that was built for um for the, the bitcoin network and with the htc vibe kids could pluck out or anyone could pluck out transactions like out of the sky and then analyze them <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> yeah up. that's right i do remember so that cool I've pasted the link, by the way, to um, BitFeed so everyone can see that. In, uh, awesome. Oh, I have seen this. I have seen this. Yeah, this is pretty cool. But it shows you the mempool. So it shows you the unconfirmed transactions that are still rotating around all the nodes around the world. 
Yeah, this is and then it. the actual end result is what you see is, is the big block that's comprised of lots of little blocks as well. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, I think like for for the group on Thursday though, like oh yeah, yeah, for sure. There was the block, the block hash, uh, the transaction hash stuff that you've got is yeah vital. Well, I think and it's I think it's clear because you can have like. Ooh, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy um so yeah to reiterate the transaction hash is the communication between alice and bob that we went through in the start of that video so mm-hmm. between their public keys so going back to here um yeah, slideshow too many windows there's another app called blockstream.info so it's a, another website you can go to and you can actually put in a transaction hash or a um, an address, so a public key, and see all the transactions that that key's done in in real time. Um, so we might we might leave that for today and probably do that for for homework and come back to it next week because I think the transactions will take a little while. So yeah, to reiterate, there's three key concepts. Uh, pardon the pun again: private key, public key, transaction hash, and I think. Hopefully, everyone's got the difference between the three today, and hopefully that was clear enough. But I think, um, yeah, the the main thing is to remember not to give out your private key to anybody. Uh, I've got a form there if you want to fill out for um, feedback. And, yeah, for next week, we'll look at transaction hashes. So in the interim, I'm going to send everyone some BTC throughout the week um, to that to that public address that you've sent me. Once that's come through, you can actually put that transaction hash into blockstream.info. So do that and post that on Padlet and then take the transaction hash from someone else's transaction. So you can put in someone else's public key and post that under your um, name in Padlet as well. And that would be awesome. If you need any support, Hit me up on Twitter is probably the best place. And wow, there's a massive bee outside my window. <laughs> Creepy. Karen, that, that was awesome. That it, was it, awesome. Um, it's pretty much that learning path. Every time I onboard someone, it's just that simple thing. Yeah. That that encryption, understanding why it's so secure. That was a really good um, class that you did there. It was really simplified learning uh, thanks. about, uh, yeah, about what's behind the encryption. And that's why this is so good. Did, did that make sense to you, Karen? You're muted. <laughs> You're on mute. Karen, your microphone's on mute. Uh, oh, there we go. Cool. Uh, yeah, it does, it does make sense. Thank you very much. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Hopefully, uh, Karen, yeah, hopefully just it wasn't too complex. The block, stream, the block stream link, can you just make that a link? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're oh, not my QR coding, uh, the block stream one, can you just make that a clickable link? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you go on on my website, so at the very top, hang on, I'll bring it up here. So all the yeah, stuff on on, on that slide deck that you showed us. Oh, the slide deck. Yeah, sure, sure, Just sure. Go to the blockstream.info one and make that a clickable link. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, because I was doing mine on the desktop. Good thinking. Thanks. Oh, wrong, wrong. Hang on, <laughs> wrong URL. I find it's easy when I when I post these courses afterwards. You know, if you've got the clickable links, people can work through them. Yeah, 
Absolutely. You, like when you PDF them, even if you do a deck after after I've done a course, you I send it out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why has it done that? I looked at um actually PGP stuff a long time ago, Kieran, years and yeah. years ago, and taught myself like how it worked and all that. And your method was quite quicker. <laughs> was that was good? Yeah, was it was it, good, mate. Yeah. Was there anything anything I, I think, should change? Do you reckon? Um, I think people just need to do a little bit of the hands-on thing. But the way you explained it with Bitcoin and using those websites, that was simple as cake. That was really good. Hopefully, hopefully. I think it's um, awesome. Yeah. It's like a 15 minute course and you had to do something and you actually learned it. And I think it's an incredible way of learning. Yeah, definitely. Very digestible. Awesome. Awesome. I've um, learned a lot from that to, to <laughs> courses. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being guinea pigs, guys. That was good. Okay. <laughs> we should actually, um, I might look at this Cleopatra stuff, um, but uh, I pasted a link earlier as well on, um, I think, encryption methods. And how just to automatically encrypt your email and such uh, as well. PGP, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we pay for what Proton Mail, Tutor, all these other sites that encrypt our mail for us. Why don't yeah. we just do it ourselves if we if it's just we should PGP. we should really we should do that. You're right. I think that like the reliance we have on these third parties for email, it's not good. I think, I think true sovereignty can only be uh, reached really once you have your own domain, your own IP address, your own, you know, computer, yeah. your own server, and it's really just in your own control. Absolutely. Was wasn't there a tool we could run on um Citadel to to run like an email server off that? Uh, I'm not sure if there's an email or, server. or maybe not sure. Citadel. I'm sure there was like a, a Raspberry Pi project so you can run your own email server off a of Raspberry Pi. That does sound from definitely like something that would, would exist. It was so yeah, we found it ages ago. Anyway, it's yeah, worth looking at. Um, cool guys. Well, we might we might leave it there because it's that's a that's an hour there. But um, yeah, thanks thanks heaps, and we'll uh, we'll catch up catch up next week. Looking forward to hearing all about um, El Salvador as well. And uh, actually, Karen, did, did you want to? Give us some some uh, info on on your trip because uh, it sounds like you had some some pretty cool experiences. Yeah. I did. I absolutely did. First of all, Gordon, yes, the, the link you've got for the Project Zero courses is the correct one. Go for it. Um, uh, the the trip the trip that I went on was the annual general meeting for the International Core Check Association, and this National Core Check Association is based on the work and life of Janusz Korczak, whose work um, was the, was the basis for the Convention on the Rights of the Child. And uh, it was in Warsaw. It was the 80th anniversary of um, Korczak's death. So, and you see he was born in Warsaw. It was in Warsaw this year. And the first day was actually held in Parliament House and um, very sort of formal sort of environment, a very prestigious environment. And there were so many professors from all over the world who have put so much work into children's rights and what children's rights mean and how it's being upheld in different countries or not um that some of the speakers there were um a, a lady who's done so much work with unesco a lawyer from portugal who's done so much work with the aspect of violence against children 
and to hear about her work and also hear about what's happening in Ukraine and different things like that. Another one has a chair for um, children's rights at a, at a university, um, a, a UNESCO chair. And her, look, every single person had so much to offer in different perspectives. And, um, and, and that day in, the, in, that, in that parliament house was um, really one incredible person after another, but then going into workshops, like there was a workshop on participation. What's the role of children's participation in, in building society? And different different um, workshops like that. And there were children from Ukraine there. There was a teacher from Ukraine there. There were um, people from all over the world, from wow. Tunisia, from just so many different countries. And being able to share ideas and learn from one another was so good. And no, and everything with humility. There was no arrogance or no, look at me, look at me, look what I've done. <laughs> it was really open trust and sharing. And the third day, when we had meetings of the leaders from the Korchak associations from around the world, we actually met in the place where an orphanage, where one of the orphanages Korchak established. And oh, wow. Yeah, it's not an orphanage anymore. It was destroyed in the war. Now it's an older building. It was built after the Second World War. But they've got on one of the rooms in, in the orphanage a mural of the children in the orphanage, a photo from way back. Incredible. Wow. And it was so interesting hearing, hearing the different things and ways that people are putting things into action. And... Um, so much to share, but I can't in two minutes over here <laughs> tell you more about it and the different things that people are doing to make sure that children have a say, that, and not just have a say, their voices are heard and listened and respected. And the safety of children also, because despite even without a war and even without the pandemic, um, how safe are children in any context anywhere in the world? And lots of different things. And the theme of it was lessons from the past, lessons from Korchak and building the future. And that was very powerful. That, I mean, that in itself is very powerful. That's awesome. Are, are you going to run, run a, a Korchak event at all coming up? Absolutely. Uh, well, got a meeting on Sunday, <laughs> um, Sunday morning, but the people who are interested in it. And, um, but we will have a conference, a court chat conference in Australia, but at the moment, well, fairs are so expensive. <laughs> um, really wanted to be an international gathering, and they don't charge registration for these events. Yeah, go to them, <laughs> and they really do whatever they can to make it as accessible as possible for anyone. But at the moment, getting international people to Australia not easy, <laughs> but I'm definitely planning that we will have one in Australia. But some of the speakers that I met are very interested in coming to Australia. Some of the people, whether they're speakers or not. Um, Fantastic. Coming to Australia. And I think it will be wonderful to have some events with different people here, not just presenting, but discussing, running all sorts of different forums and things would be great. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, that's awesome, Karen. Well well done. Gosh. <laughs> I'm think... so lucky to have had that opportunity. It was, was really a... It's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, have we, oh, just on another note, have we got an ICOT meeting coming up soon? Monday morning, yes. It's Monday morning. Okay, cool. You're fine for that. <laughs> I'm fine for that. Hopefully everyone else is. I uh, haven't heard from, from uh, yeah, anyone else back on that. I'm assuming I think, you I have. I think when I looked yesterday, I think Annalise had accepted. 
Okay, cool. Awesome, awesome. Ray's son's got a twist. Son's twenty first on Sunday, so unfortunately he can't be there. Okay. Mahin can't. Gordon, if you're ever interested in, in joining one of those meetings, whether online or um, in person, it would be, would be yeah. great. Kids who would like to be, who are into, and Oliver. Look, really, um, young people who want to be involved, we will be having a lot more activities, hopefully, from pretty soon, now that we don't have all the lockdowns. But online, there are always, usually, activities. <laughs> so. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to get you yeah. to drop by our school here one day and have a chat with the kids. You're a wonderful contributor, Karen, and we really love you. What you? I'd be really happy to. Time. I'd be very happy to, Gordon. You'd Actually, yeah, but what 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 days have you got your your um the homeschoolers coming through, Gordon? Is that? Oh, it's every Wednesday from one o'clock till till um till two thirty, and then I've got three o'clock to five o'clock. I've got after schools. Hang on, what have I got on today? Have you got a Have you got a lesson plan for today? Oh no, they just come in and do stuff. They just yeah, we so whatever from... they're working on. So um, from, oh, hang on, what have I got? Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing our monthly finance meeting isn't coming up today. <laughs> no, no, maybe, um, yeah, Electra's away, but I'll, I'll pull down the accounts and have a look through that. And do, you want me to, do you want me to jump in and run this program remotely for them, the Bitcoin yeah, one? Let's, yeah, let's have a go today. All right, cool, let's do Any, it. <laughs> anytime from 1.30 to 2.30, we'll interrupt them. I've got to go to an appointment. I also dropped the link to the um to the security presentation I did the other day. So if you want to um take some content from it and and oh, cool. it, it matches up to the YouTube that we went through. So it's got oh, all the links there. Um uh yeah, Bill, welcome uh, to I think you gotta change the share permissions. Oh uh, yeah, I might send it over to you all on an email in a PDF so you can have a crack and I'll yeah. I'll I'll talk about that share, how how you can use your course and then modify it to build your own for what you need you know oh awesome awesome yeah yeah hell yeah um all right well let's say so 12 o'clock ish jerry or 12 30 maybe my time is that right oh yeah probably uh yeah 12 30 you know i get between one and ten rocking you never know who's coming okay cool 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 <laughs> awesome. all right that'd be awesome awesome all right thanks, thanks everyone guys. great to see you all great to see you see everyone great to see you all bye, bye.